This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, college football fans, and welcome to the Primetime Podcast. Well, actually, I can't just say college football fans anymore. Welcome, college football fans and college basketball fans. My name is Ricky Widmer. You're listening to the Primetime Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by the young, the one and only, Brandon Swanee Swanson. Hey, hey, hey. And Brandon, can you finally believe it? This is the first podcast where we can't just say, hello, college football fans. we got to say basketball fans, too. No, you, Ricky, you already know I can't believe it because Ricky tells me today, oh, we're going to talk a little <laughs> basketball, and I go, no, I am completely football-focused. Ricky, you can take that segment by yourself. Friday is the beginning of of the college basketball season. We're going to save that to the end. And I don't want to be unfair to the college basketball faithful, but let's be honest. Right now, the main focus of everyone in the college world is on football. I mean, we'll, we'll get to basketball around Christmas time, maybe even after the new year because we'll have the college football playoff. But man, was this... This was an interesting week of football, Brandon. Oh, it was we had exciting. Tuesday nighter, Toledo Falls. Then you've got Baylor winning, not as much as they would have hoped by. Northwestern with a squeaker against Penn State. Clemson stays alive. Bama with a huge win over the number two team in the country. Ohio State wins. Notre Dame wins. Michigan State gets shocked. Oklahoma State beats TCU. And the, the conference I want to start in. I want to start in, and Memphis losing to Navy. Got to throw that out there, too. The conference I want to start in, though, is the Big 12. And the reason being is everything that happened in the Big 12 this week, the big storylines. Baylor, to me, it's a big one. Baylor only wins 31-24. It's a closer game than maybe all of us expected. You have Oklahoma State beating TCU. Oklahoma State's probably going to go up in tomorrow's playoff rankings. You have... Oklahoma winning again. They're probably going to move up. And I know that TCU, let's be honest, they're probably out of the playoff picture. They're going to be in the playoff rankings, but they may be out of the picture for right now. But here was my first thought, Brandon. After It was right after Oklahoma State beat TCU. I thought to myself, man, I got this weird feeling. And after thinking about it, I'm like, that weird feeling is that there's probably going to be a chance, and I may even bet on it, that TCU, Oklahoma State, and Baylor all end up with one loss. I could one see loss. It. I could absolutely see it. I mean, those are three teams that are all right up there at the top, have played well throughout the entire season. Baylor, still undefeated. Oklahoma State, still undefeated. TCU now with a loss under their belt. But here's the interesting thing. There is no championship game in the Big 12. And why is that? Because they haven't split off into different divisions. And it really makes no sense to me. Why either one, and Ricky, you said it before we even mm-hmm. came on. I said, you know, why, and I've been saying, well, we talked about why, have, why don't you just, yeah, why, why don't you just split into different divisions? Five and five. Okay, easy. Or you have the top two play each other. Makes no sense. Why don't you do that? Makes things a lot easier. Makes it a lot easier on the Raiders. The Raiders. Not the Red Raiders, but the R-A-T-E-R, the Raiders. I just, I, I guess I I don't understand why they haven't done it and why when they do it, why it's taken so long. Right now I'm doing some quick counting. One, two, three, four, five. Most of the conferences I'm seeing have, man, the lowest ones I've seen is divisions. Six per side. And the way I see it is, and you're probably sitting there home, well, duh, Ricky, Nebraska left, Missouri left, Texas A&M left, Colorado left. When you have all those teams leave, of course it's five and five. Maybe they feel like five conference divisions just 
or five di- five team divisions, not five conference divisions, aren't going to do it. But here's the way the Big Twelve gets hurt again this year, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right out. I'm gonna lay the pavement for you right now. Baylor is gonna win this next week against Oklahoma. They're gonna win at Oklahoma State. However, will be a tough game because Oklahoma State proved this past week how tough they can be at home. Friday, November 27th, TCU beats Baylor. It's their only loss of the year. Oklahoma State, they're also unbeaten. They'll beat Iowa State. They'll lose to Baylor, which I already said. They'll beat Oklahoma. TCU beats Kansas, beats Oklahoma, and beats Baylor. I'm sorry, Oklahoma Sooner fans. I kind of had you with the raw end of the stick. You have three straight games against Baylor, TCU, Oklahoma. I'm saying you lose all of these games. However, they're the wild card team. They're the team to where if they truly wanted to make sure the Big 12 isn't in the playoff, Oklahoma, if they go undefeated the rest of the way, beating Baylor, beating TCU, beating Oklahoma State, Big 12 sits at home. That's how it'll be. They'll sit at home. Do you think even if that doesn't happen, do you think do you think any of these teams has a good chance to be a playoff team? And which one? It's either gonna it's either gonna be Baylor or Oklahoma State. But here's the thing. Baylor to me, I think they're gonna lose the TCU because TCU is gonna be looking for revenge. In that game, especially with TCU already having their one loss and wanting to just take the life away from Art Bryles and the Baylor Bears, especially at home. With them, though, I mean, the game I'm that would be like my trap game, and I'm going to say it in quotes, is it November 21st game, the game where they play Oklahoma State. On the road because Oklahoma State can play well at home. For Oklahoma State, their biggest game, but the Baylor one, I I would lean lean a little bit like in the middle, but it's like I said, trap game ish. But I might give it to the Bears right now. The trap game for the Cowboys, if they win their next two games, is their last game of the season against Oklahoma the in-state rivalry because they're not going to lose to Iowa state TCU at this point, they're not a wild card, but they're looking at it this way. We got to win out to try to get a bowl game. We got to win out to try to still win the big 12 and still get a new year six ball. Oklahoma, on the other hand, they're the true wild card because they can win out and destroy the big 12. Completely destroy the Big 12. If Oklahoma wins out, let's say oh, it'd be so in, it'd be weird because it depends on what Baylor and Oklahoma State do. If Oklahoma wins out, we're probably going to have two teams tied for the top. If Oklahoma loses their next three, and the situation I laid out where TCU beats Baylor, then we have Baylor beating Oklahoma State. Then we'd have the three tie where it's TCU, Oklahoma, and Baylor all tied at the top. Three co-champions. That means the college football playoff committee is like, well, you don't have that that thing that sets you as the champion to get you in. And then we come back to it. Where's the conference championship game? So I feel like with what you just said, with everything you just said, and you went in a big circle, mm-hmm. I feel like you don't think anyone's going to get No. There. The Big 12 is going to be left. Earlier this season, if you play back the preseason prediction, I said at the beginning, and I am owning up to this, I said TCU and Baylor will be in the college football playoff. Then midseason, I said, ah, probably not, probably not two of them, but Baylor will be there. Baylor will be there. Then in steps Oklahoma State. In steps Oklahoma. Two teams. That can make life really hard for the Big 12. And 
It all comes down to this, and I will say this right now, and it's probably not going to be, it's not the most philosophical thing. It's common sense. The Big 12 will never make the college football playoff until there's a conference championship game. One thing that I, I see, you know, especially on the side of Oklahoma State, I think they may have it the, the, the toughest because that last game against Oklahoma, I think that Oklahoma State has showed their defense is porous. Mm-hmm. Porous. And that was against Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. So I think that Oklahoma State right now, Ricky, you have them actually pretty, pretty high up. In, I don't think in the, my personal in your rankings, personal rankings you have I had them, them at number three in my personal very high up and well they beat TCU. hold on hold on hold on here I need to look and see where I have them I have them at six but I can't put them as a playoff team because I they're too shaky for me the way, a, a team that hasn't lost a game is shaky that's that's what I'm saying the way and I think I that that's it. I think that that's kind of the theme of the Big Twelve well and here's my kind of thinking, this is through the entire Big 12 this week in my personal playoff rankings. If you want to see what the combined rankings were after you listen to this podcast, go ahead, check out the MVP combined playoff rankings for this week on our YouTube channel. But here's how I had the entire Big 12 ranked out this week in my personal rankings. Oklahoma State at number three, because the way I looked at it, was they beat TCU by 20. They forced Boykin to throw, I want to say it was four picks in that game, completely dominated the Horn Frogs. However, haven't I been saying for the past few weeks that the Horn Frogs should have lost already? Haven't I been saying that? So yeah. part of me is like, okay, this should have happened yeah, already. Yeah, because you wanted them to lose to Texas Tech. Yeah, they should have lost. They won on the last play there. They were trailing against Iowa State. This is a team that, like, they should have lost already. Well, then how about— they, Because they were ranked where they are, I have Oklahoma in the playoff right now. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. And, Oklahoma. And, but, but, how about, but how about this, though, too? Oklahoma State, you could have said, should have already lost— Texas Tech mm-hmm. should have finished off that game. Yeah, you have them at number three. So tell me your thinking there. Well, my thinking there is the the Texas, if you look at, to me, and I know this is personally me, this is not the playoff committee. I am not on the committee. The committee is taking— They haven't asked you yet? Well, the, no, they're, they haven't done that. I mean, <laughs> with, uh, oh, I can't remember his name, the AD of— uh, USC stepping down. I'm waiting for my invitation to come in the mail. But the way I look at it, there's a small part of me that says, how bad did you beat the team? TCU, Texas Tech, 55 to 52. Oklahoma State against Texas Tech. They should have. That was a close game. However, in the end, what did we get? 70 to 53. It was a bigger score than TCU. That's why I'm not as hard on Oklahoma State for that Texas Tech game as I am for TCU because TCU literally won on the last play and it was the catch that was made was a spectacular catch that probably shouldn't have happened but TCU to me they lost and they I put them let's see in my personal rankings I had them fall to 18 not having nothing to do with their past just solely on the fact that your quarterback threw multi-interceptions. Like I said, I want to say it was four in that game. And he got beat by 20 points on the road. So I had him fall to 18. Oklahoma at 19, that was solely on a, you haven't beat the team, like your ranked teams that you have played. I haven't seen enough from you. I mean, their ranked opponents were West Virginia. That's it. You haven't really played anybody yet. And I know you're saying, but Ricky, you've always ranked Baylor pretty high for that. Well, Baylor in these rankings, they were my, what, number two team last week. Now they're my number eight team because I'm going to throw this at you, Brandon. I do not think Baylor can make the playoffs with Jarrett Stitham at quarterback. Why is that? Why is that? But before you answer... 
the question. Stidham, this past week, won the game, put Baylor at 8-0, 31-24 to over K-State. Stidham completes 23 of 33 passes for 419 yards and three touchdowns. And Stidham on the season, 750 yards with nine touchdowns, no interceptions, practically flawless on the season. It was the defense, I think, that let, uh, that pardon me, that let Baylor down against K-State as they allowed Joe Hubener, the quarterback, to run for 153 yards, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So please, Ricky, tell me why it's Stidham that you're worried about. Well, the first thing I'm going to say, and it's not necessarily only because they scored 31 points, but this offense hasn't, scoring-wise, it was nothing from what we've seen. Not 56, not 66, not 70, 63, 66, 62. It's nothing that we've seen in the first, like, what, five or six games of the season? And it's all me looking, okay, you go up against K-State and you only score 31 points. And then I look at what you have to come. And I just, there's an inkling in me. Oklahoma, he'll get through. Stidham will get through Oklahoma. Oklahoma State, he's going to have a rough time. I will say this bold prediction. Stidham will throw his first interception. Only one, but his first interception on November 21st. At Oklahoma State. Trap game, like I said, Baylor will still get the win. Then against TCU on the 27th, Stidham will have his first multi-interception game and Baylor will lose. Because at that point, this is the way I see that game playing out right now. And I know we've got three weeks to it, but this is how I see it playing out. TCU will come in with one loss. Baylor will come in with no losses unless they lose that trap game I talked about. TCU with the kind of just, what what's the word? Not momentum, but the revenge that they want to get for last year and kind of that side where we're kind of seeing, over the past few years, we're kind of seeing a little bit of a rivalry start between Baylor and TCU because until Oklahoma State reared their ugly head this week, Everyone in the Big 12 was talking who's going to make the playoff, Baylor or TCU, Baylor or TCU. And TCU's going to have that mentality of, if we ain't going, you ain't going. And they're going to play like they have nothing to lose. And that is in all of sports. I don't care if it's basketball, soccer, volleyball, football, croquet. A team with nothing to lose is the scariest team in all of sports. And Stidham will struggle in that game. And also, my third point, Stidham played on the road this week. Didn't have any interceptions, but like I said, it was a close 31-24 to score. How's he going to play when those road games are four, right now number 14 Oklahoma State and number 8 TCU? Two ranked teams. Probably still going to be ranked with these new playoff rankings. I didn't mention... That Stidham actually had four total touchdowns as he also ran one in to the end zone. But, uh, Ricky, I'm, I, I, I still can't understand why you think that Stidham is going to be the problem at quarterback. And I'm not saying this all just on one game. He's been very good the entire season when they've even had him come into the game behind Russell. So um, that's just where I'm really falling down. If anything, I would say, is this defense going to hold up? You give up 24 points to K-State, mm-hmm. you allow their quarterback for, to run for 153-2, and two. you allow 258 total rushing yards to K-State, a team that is 0-5 within their conference. I, I'm not worried about Stidham. I, he, he has not showed me anything for me to be worried he seems like he's a guy who is cool, calm, collected, under the pressure. That's what he seems like to me so far. Very viable backup. Could be a starter somewhere else. Oh, I'm, sa- but, I'm but, not but, saying but, he can't be a starter. I, that's not my point. 
my point is that he wouldn't be the one I'm worried about. It would be the defense. Well, when I say I'm worried about him, I'm not saying it's a situation where he shouldn't be starting, and that's why I'm worried. I am worried. You think that he's not going to hold up in the big games? Exactly. I know. I, I know what you're. Exactly. Ta- I know what you're talking about. I'm not trying to make another well, point of was, starting or was, not starting. I was trying to reiterate for maybe the listeners who were a little bit confused. I just don't think he's going to. No one was confused. Hold up. I, that's why I'm saying Oklahoma State trap game, but I still feel like Baylor wins. But that TCU game, that's the game where I feel like. Why Baylor is that? Falls. Because you had no, you have like no faith in TCU right now. And before you had all the faith in the world, everywhere that faith could be found, you had it in Baylor. And what has switched all of a sudden for you? That's what I'm confused it was by. One of, it was one of those things for me. Because you change off so often. Well, the whole thing that I was, it was kind of like what the playoff committee said. When they came out with their first ranking, because Baylor had the bye, they said we are not going, the reason why they had Baylor at, what was it, number six, was they're not going to penalize Baylor because they, had they at that point, hadn't seen what Stidham can do as a starter. Now we've seen one game what he can do. Yeah, he threw 419 yards, had three touchdowns, no interceptions. But to me, I still feel like... It's not the same as Seth Russell where we had the 66-point games, the 70-point games. And, I mean, there may be some Baylor fans that are saying, but, Ricky, that's because we had both quarterbacks come in. Yeah, but if Seth Russell played the entire game, you'd still score that much. I just feel like the games are going to get closer. But this is what you would have done. If, if, if Baylor wouldn't have scored that many points, if Baylor would have only scored, 30-some points, 40-some points, but still beat their opponent. You would not have put them so high before because you would have said, oh, they're too much like Ohio State. And you wouldn't have liked them. What, in the past? No, no, because that's why you haven't liked Ohio State at number one this year, because they won ugly. They won like the Panthers win. The, the, The Carolina Panthers who are winning games but are winning ugly. Yeah. They're they, still and winning. That's why Baylor, and, and that's why but that's, and that's why, why you would have fallen off Baylor a little bit because they so far and here's the thing. If you're sitting there going you, there's probably some of you sitting there going, "But guys, these rankings don't matter." Like I hate part of me hates the experts or the analysts that say I don't know why we're talking about this. The only one that matters is the last one. Shut up. Let's talk football. That's what I want to tell those guys. But how I see it right now, the way I see these rankings, like tomorrow's rankings, and I say tomorrow because right now we're recording this podcast on Monday night, it's a snapshot. And if I took a snapshot right now, a little picture, Baylor doesn't look like that confident, they don't look like that team where I go, they're going to beat TCU. They don't look like that team where it's like, they're going to beat Oklahoma State. They're that team where now I'm looking at them and taking that snapshot and going, they may beat Oklahoma State. They're probably, then TCU, they uh, maybe. That's what it looks like right now. You, I could come in next week. And Baylor could blow Oklahoma out of the water. And then you know what and you'll I say? Like, I think they'll beat Oklahoma State yep. now. No. I would you s- can't be like that. Because I would see what – so far I've seen one game oh with Stidham. Oh, my gosh. Talking – you are And after one tonight. game, one game with Stidham, I don't like what I see. How? How can you not like what you see from this kid? He is a freshman of all things, a freshman, throws for 419 yards, three TDs in his first start this year, runs for another one. He did, like, he didn't even, a lot of people would come in, they're just a game manager. You know, they lean on the run, they do enough. He did more than enough. He did more than enough. If their defense would have held up, if their defense would have held K-State to 31-7, to 31-10, to you would have gone... 
Yeah, mm-hmm. they won by, yep, they won 24. <laughs> yeah, I think they could beat anybody. But because they only won by seven, you're saying, no, you don't think so. Ricky, you're really off on your game tonight on this one. You're you're really off on this one As tonight. of right now, they're not a playoff team to me. After, if, if that's I'm not the last, saying that Baylor's a playoff team right now well, either because they're not in my personal top four. And that's what I'm saying. With actually, may, maybe they were. Nah, they weren't. They were six. With, with Stidham. They were six. The answer to the question that you guys see on the name of the podcast, Baylor will not make the playoffs with Stidham. And the reason is, here's the last thing I'm going to say on it, Brandon. You could say whatever you want to end it. Freshmen usually make freshman mistakes. And I'm telling you, either against Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, or TCU, the freshman will be a freshman. Well, duh, who else do they have to play? No, I know. I'm just saying the freshman will be the freshman in one of those games and make the freshman mistake. Well, how about this? Freshmen do freshman things. How about this? How about Baylor doesn't make the college playoff? Not because of Jared Stidham, but because there's better teams in front of them. How about that one? How about you see, I see, a Clemson, Alabama, Notre Dame, possibly Iowa, possibly Ohio State. Iowa's going to be a dark horse. How about that? How about that? I have Iowa as a playoff team right now. But I... And you know what? I actually misspoke. In my mind, I actually have Baylor as number four, but I think they'll fall out because I think Notre Dame will actually get there ahead of them. But I don't see them being a playoff team at the very end. But it's not because of Jarrett Stidham. It's not because of poor, terrible mistakes that he made. It's because there are better teams in front of them who have a better body of work. And I hate saying that, but I'm, that's what I think. It's not It's not because Stidham all of a sudden went off the, the map and threw five interceptions in two games. It's because Notre Dame picks it up big time. It's because Iowa continues to be good. Oh, if Baylor goes undefeated, we have a case for them to be a playoff team. Because here's the thing, and this goes for any Big 12 team. And it's only two of them, Baylor and Oklahoma State. To make the college football playoff, you have to go undefeated because you have to get— No, you don't. You have to get— No, you do not. Can I finish? You have to get that sole possession of the conference championship. As soon as you put that co in front of it, the SEC beats you, the Big Ten beats you, the ACC beats you, the Pac-12 beats you because you're a co-champion— not an outright champion. So you're saying that Alabama couldn't make the college playoff because they have a loss on the season? No, I'm saying just Big 12 teams. Oh, I'm okay. saying just the Big 12, just Baylor and Oklahoma State have to go undefeated to make the playoff. Because if they don't, they get the co in front of their championship, and Alabama with one loss is above them, the SEC's above them, the Big 10, the ACC, the Pac-12, all because these champion teams have outright champions because they won a championship game. Moral of the story, get a championship game. But I want to move on because we've talked about the Big 12 enough. I want to throw out a team that you mentioned, Iowa. I had them personally in my college football playoff this week. Had them in there this week. And you may be saying... Well, Ricky, you're ludicrous right now. You're going crazy. But to me, to me at this point in time, better than Ohio State. Better than Ohio State. And if the two played in the Big Ten title game, Iowa would win. Iowa's looked good. Iowa had themselves a pretty close game this past weekend, though. So did Ohio State. And the way I the, here's the re- I, I was I was was closer. Here's the reason why I had I I had Iowa at four, OSU at six. Here's the reason. Ohio State to this point has beaten nobody that's ranked, and on top of that, 
They've played really close games against, in, I'm going to throw Indiana and Northwestern as the two that were really close. Could throw Minnesota in there, but I'm going to say they won that one confidently. Maryland, or Indiana and Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois being the big one that they should have lost. Iowa on the year, yeah, they've had their close games. They had to play Pitt, but Pitt's a better non-ranked team at they played, 27 to 24. They played they, a ranked Wisconsin at the time. They beat them, and they beat Northwestern confidently 40 to 10. 10 to 6 was the score against Wisconsin. You just said the score against Northwestern. Uh, they played Indi- uh, uh, Indiana close, uh, as did Ohio State. Then they have a tough opponent in Minnesota next week, but they're at home for that one. Then Purdue, and they'll beat beat them. Then at Nebraska, which I think will be a very interesting game mm-hmm. to end the season just because of what we saw out of Nebraska this past weekend against Michigan State. But here's the thing we're talking like, here's the difference between what we're going to talk about right now and what we just did in the Big 12. Iowa doesn't have to worry about anything but what they have in front of them. All they've got to do is beat Minnesota beat Purdue, beat Nebraska, and then they will set themselves up to get into the college football playoff because odds are in the in the Big 12 or the Big 10 conference championship they will play either Ohio State, Michigan State or Michigan, one of the three. Right now I'm going to put my money on Ohio State. Even though I've said that Michigan's going to beat Ohio State, I'd put my money on them just because they're undefeated. However, if Iowa, and I'm going to say this, Iowa will win the Big Ten and will be in the college football playoff. Bold prediction Monday. They're going to win the Big Ten because they can run the ball. Their run game is why they will win the Big Ten. So you think they'll win the Big Ten over a team like Michigan. That would be a great... I was just going to say that. You want to know why? Because where did Michigan's quarterback transfer from? Where did he transfer from, Brandon? Tell everybody. Well, I believe it was Iowa. It was Iowa. Jake Rudock used to play for Iowa last year. Now he's with the, the maize and blue playing for Michigan. Man, wouldn't that be a game? Wouldn't it be a game... If Rudock played Iowa and beat them, the yeah. Big Ten, the Big Ten would not have a playoff team then. I'm going to say if Michigan, maybe Michigan State win the Big Ten, or if Wisconsin wins the Big Ten, or if Northwestern finds a way in, we don't have a playoff team from the Big Ten. The only playoff teams we will see is either Iowa or Ohio State. Those are the only two that are getting in for me at the end of the, when it's all said and done. A lot can change though. A lot of teams can lose, but it, right now we have too many, too many undrinked teams. Like I saw something that I'm kind of rooting for. You know, it would be the destroyer for the ACC when it comes to the college football playoff is if North Carolina wins it all. If North Carolina wins, if actually if anybody from the Coastal, whether it's North Carolina, Pittsburgh, not so much Duke because they lost this past week, but North Carolina or Pittsburgh, if they can beat Clemson in the title game, the ACC's toast. Then a team like Notre Dame can get in. Maybe a second-place team, like if Iowa plays a Ohio State close and loses or an LSU plays Alabama or beats Alabama in the SEC title game, that kind of stuff. I think we may see a team like Notre Dame get in anyways. See, it all depends. It all depends. Because I think you'll probably, you'll, I shouldn't say probably, but you'll see, you may see a team like Ohio State fall out. Here's what I'm rooting for if I'm Ohio, or not Ohio State, if I'm Notre Dame. I am rooting for the Stanford Cardinal to beat Oregon and beat Cal. Then I'm rooting for Notre Dame. So if Stanford beats so Oregon, this is if beats you're who Notre Dame. If I'm Notre Dame, 
I need Stanford to beat Oregon and beat Cal. Because if they do that, they're going to the Pac-12 title game. Then I need us to beat Stanford and Stanford to win their conference, I believe. Because then they'd have one loss. But hey, who beat Stanford? Us. So it would project Notre Dame over Stanford. Notre Dame's already over Stanford. I don't know what you really want. Th- no. Oh, they've got to lose against Notre Dame and lose the Pac-12. Because if they lose in the Pac-12 title game, they don't have the conference championship to get over Notre Dame. Because that's the only thing in the committee out of that group of four points I mentioned last week that Notre Dame can't get. And that's the conference championship. And that brings us back to an old discussion. Should Notre Dame join a conference to try to get into the playoff? If Notre Dame doesn't get into the playoff this year, should they think about joining a conference to get in? Notre Dame probably should have thought about that a a while back. Because that's one thing that, I mean, the committee's looking at is at the end of the year, did you win your conference? And I I know a lot's going to change. A lot is going to change. But as of right now, the way I see it. I mean, it, it, no, that, that's that's what it comes down to. It's going to be that November 28th game at Stanford because Notre Dame, I wholeheartedly believe that they will beat Wake Forest and Boston College with ease. Um, yeah. But if they if, and they're playing that game against Stanford at Stanford. So it will be a big game, especially if Stanford wins out. Till that game, mm-hmm. then you've got again Notre Dame and Stanford, and I think that's going to be a hu- it's a huge game for both teams. But I think right now, um, personally, I think Notre Dame's positioned better than Stanford is, just because they're already ahead of them. Mm-hmm. But those are just rankings; they're not the playoff well, rankings. It's all going to change if Stanford, if Stanford can win the Pac-12. That's where it changes because it's interesting to see and guess how the committee is going to rank Notre Dame because they don't have that conference championship that Stanford would have. And then C.J. Procise right now, we had to find out what's what's going on mm-hmm. with him because he left the game this past weekend against Pitt. So we we got to see what's going on there because if, if Notre Dame loses C.J. Procise, mm-hmm. we've got ourselves, Notre Dame themselves, quite a void, I think, to fill. Where did you have Notre Dame in your rankings this week? Um, I had Notre Dame as five. I had them at five, too. So we're we're about the same this week on Notre Dame, that they'd be the first team out. Where did you have Stanford? Um, Let's see where I had Stanford. I had Stanford at eight. I had them at seven. So I had Iowa at seven. We're in the ballpark with Stanford, and especially we're spot on with Notre Dame, both having them at five. I'm going to be bold, and Brandon, you don't need to follow me. Oh, I may not. I'm going to make some bold predictions here. All right, here we go. You ready? Yeah. North Carolina wins the ACC. We have a three-way tie in the Big 12. Iowa wins the Big 10. Notre Dame wins out the rest of their season. Utah wins the Pac-12. And this is the non-bold one. Alabama wins the SEC. So with that being said, at the end of the year, as of right now, snapshot after week 10, the playoff teams in no particular order. Alabama, because they would have won their division. Playoff teams in no particular order, but Alabama would be one. Alabama would be one. Utah, even though they won the Pac-12, they wouldn't be in the playoffs, so it doesn't matter. Notre Dame would be in the playoff because Stanford lost. Iowa, an undefeated Iowa team would be in. And with that fourth one, because Clemson lost. I don't know who you put in. Because you cannot say Baylor. Well, I I wouldn't say Baylor anyways. I'm going to be really bold with the Like, I'm not going to say this happens, but what about this? An undefeated Houston team. No. Who wins the AAC. No. no. Man, would that be crazy. No, that wouldn't be crazy. That I'm would not be say- stupid. I'm not saying that happens. But I feel like there's a good chance that 
Clemson, would I love Clemson to get into the playoff? Yes, because I kind of have a soft spot for Clemson, especially after the past two years of me becoming a Clemson Tiger fan when you guys play Jameis Winston. I mean, I pulled out the Clemson orange. Well, it was really a line eye orange, but I called it Clemson orange for that game. Uh, yeah, I hated Jameis Winston, so I cheered for you guys each and every game. I would love for them to go undefeated, but man, there's something about this North Carolina Tar Heels team where 5-0 and in conference could be exactly what Iowa is in the Big Ten. Spoilers. That's what I'm telling you. Spoilers. Do you think there's any chance North Carolina upsets Clemson if they get to the ACC title game? There's always a chance. Give me a percentage. There's 20. 20%? How about Iowa if they play OSU? 60. So more than 50. I'll take that's it. What, that's what 60 I'll is. I'll take it. I, just, I think Clemson's defense is is too good. In all honesty, that's why I, I think that I think this is the best Clemson team we've seen. North like, Carolina is a team that, that I mean, they're gonna I think struggle in a low scoring mm-hmm. game. Clemson will hold you, can hold you down defensively. This, this is the Clemson, best Clemson can score team. points. I, I I think that uh, Clemson's just in a better position than than North Carolina is. This is the best Clemson. I was gonna say it numerous times. I'm sorry for cutting you off, but. This is the best Clemson team that we have seen in probably the past few years. And let me tell you, I, I would be so happy for Clemson to be a playoff team. Dabo Sweeney, don't know the guy personally. But Dabo I mean, and the boys. I mean, he just seems like a good guy. He seems like a good coach. He seems like someone that players would buy into and really want to win for him. I mean, he just seems like a stand-up guy. So, Okay. Is there any last things you want to mention in football before we briefly preview the college basketball season? Well, how about this? I had Alabama at two in my rankings. Ricky had him at one, and I'm the Alabama guy. The way I see it is Alabama beat LSU, which was a higher higher rank than Florida State's to Clemson, and Alabama controlled that game. And shut the door on the Heisman winner. You're a number one team. You shut the door on the Heisman winner. And yes, I am already crowning Leonard Fournette as the Heisman winner. And I and I, I threw LSU down to nine. I threw LSU to ten. I had them at ten. Right behind Michigan. Almost had them out of the top ten, but they're still a good team. It's just Alabama's defense did a really nice job of shutting down this year's Heisman winner. That's exactly what they did. But is that all you want to talk about for football? Can we move to basketball? Yeah, I'm good. I'm set. Okay, here is the top five coming into this basketball season. Do you want them five to one or one? Always five to one. At number five, last year's national champions, the Duke Blue Devils. At number four, receiving five number one votes. Are they going to win the Big 12? Are these the real? Yes, this is the AP Top 25. Are they going to win the Big 12 for a 12th year in a row? Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Number three, 14 number one votes have arguably this year's Wooden Award winner, in my mind, Mellow Trimble and the Maryland Terrapins. At number two, with 10 first place votes, Big Blue Nation, the Kentucky Wildcats, and at number one, 35 first place votes, the Tar Heels of North Carolina. I was shocked when I saw North Carolina at number one. I'm surprised it's not Duke. Well, think I'm surprised about what Duke lost. I'm, I know, but I'm still surprised it's not Duke. Because you know what I found out this week? Actually, today. You know what I found out today? Not only did they lose... Guys like Tyus Jones and Jaleel Okafor. You know Solomon? Their guy Solomon last year? Guess who he's playing for this year? Maryland. He went over to the Big Ten. So that's another huge loss to Duke. To me, I'm going to throw it out there right now. I don't think that that Duke will see it as a huge loss. I don't think Mike Krzyzewski will see that as a huge loss because Krzyzewski, I mean— 
Yeah, but a guy like that you never want as a distraction. You never want distractions on your team. I think the distraction outweighs what they can bring Mm -hmm. to you um, athletically. Here's going to be my two... My two bold predictions. You ready for it? Sure. Number one. You didn't even tell me to bring my bold predictions. Do you have some? Do you want some? No, I have to think about it first. What will you think while I say my two? No, Num- I don't. No, go ahead. Number one, Kentucky does not make the final four this year. And number two, the Texas Longhorns and Shaka Smart make the final four this year. Those are my two bold predictions. Shaka Smart in his first year with the Longhorns. Is going to make the final four. Hey, how about this? They're bold predictions. Okay. Where are your schools of thought on both of them? With You're talking about Kentucky and Texas? Yes. Well, with Kentucky, I feel like I was looking at their roster, and I'm looking at what they lost, and their senior leader is um, Paul Thrice. And... I know that they like they got Charles Matthew, who, who's he's from Chicago. I want to say he's a St. Rita grad. I want to say that's where he went to high school. And they've got Tyler Eulis. They've got Marcus Lee. But to me, I look at this team and I go, they didn't really keep a lot in my mind from last year. But that'll happen when you have a, a Coach Calipari team. That's why he leads, I want to say, the... NCAA in getting players to the NBA. Texas, it's plain and simple. If Shaka Smart could get VCU to play like a tournament team, he can get the Longhorns to play like a tournament team. He's a great coach. He's the coach. I love John Gross. Love him to death. But I would have lo- I would have loved to see Shaka Smart with my Orange and blue more than John Gross. Sorry, John. Like I said, I love you. It's going to get that team going. He's going to get that team ready to play this year. Will they struggle early? Yes. But when it comes to the Big 12 tournament or Big 12 conference play, that's the time that matters. He's going to get the boys going, and they're going to make a run. Juvenet. Do you have any bold predictions? No, none. I told you I wasn't thinking about basketball yet. How about this? I'm ready to throw out a national title prediction. I'm not. Do you want to hear mine? I guess so. I don't know how you have all this time to think about this stuff. I am going to say, out of my final four, which if you want to see my full final four, I'll have a video on the YouTube channel as of right now. Check it out. But my national title with the winner... North Carolina versus Maryland. For the winner, you got to check out the video. I'm not going to tell you. Got to check out the video down in the description. But my national championship, North Carolina versus Maryland. Marcus Page, who's out for the first, I want to say, four to five weeks of the season, will come back strong from his hand injury, will play Mello Trimble in the title game in Houston. I want to say it's in Houston this year. I want to say the tournament, the nat- the Final Four is in Houston this year. But Final Four, it's a good one. Check the video down below. I had a tough one with that fourth team, Brandon. I had a very hard time coming up with that fourth team for the Final Four. Do you have any thoughts about basketball yet? No. Any? What's You going to watch any this Friday? Going to watch any games this Friday? You know, it really all depends. Not in basketball mode yet. I'm just not. I mean, do you want to hear some of the top 25 teams that we have going on this Friday? Yeah, but I'm not ready yet. Um, because, because <laughs> you know, you know, who's thinking about watch them, who's, uh, who's who's thinking North about Carolina basketball? Temple? Who is just who is thinking about basketball? I love right college now? basketball, man. I know, but I can't think about it yet. I'm I'm in full blown college football mode. You know what? I can't wait for. I want to say it's next Monday. Into next Tuesday? No. Oh, is it? When they have the Midnight Madness. Yeah. That's what I cannot wait for. When we have all the game. I want to say it's next Tuesday where we have the Midnight Madness. Ricky's taking off work. I I would love to. It's actually, yeah. Monday we have 80 games. 80 games next Monday, a week from today, that go... 
all the way. The latest start time is Nevada, Hawaii at 4 a.m. Eastern time. So for me and you, Brandon, that's a 3 o'clock game. Either way, I'm sleeping. On Tuesday, and it goes all the way into Tuesday until 9 o'clock our time here in Chicago. Man, so they start afternoon-ish on Monday, go all the way through the night. I'm glad I don't have to work on Tuesdays because I'm going to be Well, that's why you're able to come up with all all these predictions because you sit around on Tuesday (laughs) having nothing the frick to do and coming up with these bold predictions while I'm over here, you know, busting my butt trying to make some money. (laughs) My job. Hey, man. My job. Trying Trying to make this a job, Brandon. Trying to make this a job. Oh, it is a job. I have to work with you. That's why I tell you, that's why I come up with all these. It's a full time job just to do the podcast for you, the listener. But that's gonna do it for the primetime podcast this week. You can go ahead if you're listening on SoundCloud, go ahead and hit that follow button, that repost button. If you're on YouTube, hit the like button and sub button. You can go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Ricky Widmer. You can follow Brandon at young underscore swan 19. However, he is not 19 years old. And Most Valuable Podcast is at Most Valuable Pod. I want to thank you guys for checking out this podcast today. Go make sure you check out all our other videos and podcasts on our SoundCloud and YouTube channel. And as always, secret picks. Go ahead. And as yours. always, there's secret picks. G- give me yours, Brandon. You gave me the point, and I was like, yeah, I know what you're going to do. Give me yours. Oh, let's see. Let's see what we've got here. You gave for me you. the point, and I was like, "I know what he's gonna say." What a way to end the podcast! I got yours. You ready? No, because I've got yours. Okay, give me it. How about Washington State, UCLA, UCLA? Okay. Ohio State, Illinois. Do we see a? Do we see a? Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? A flashback to what happened, I want to say, in 2007? I don't think so. Does Illinois I'm gonna beat say, the top rank? I'm going to say Ohio State gets the win. Ohio State was my pick to lose last week. Screw them. I'll pick them this week. I don't know. Illinois just firing their AD. Could be coming out with some fire this week against Ohio State. Hey, an Illini fan like me can only hope, right? We can only Literally, hope. that's all you've got is hope. But that's going to do it for the Primetime Podcast. Now, really, as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.